This is Kan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 324 for the week of February 17th, 2013. Yo, what up, folks? Welcome to Akan Zenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site, Kan Zenshu. That's right, we cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Hey everyone, my name is Mike Vegito EX. I have gathered folks from across time zones across the world on this fine morning for us, a fine evening in Japan. Yes. Uh, you can probably hear that, uh, the coffee starting to kick into my morning voice here. I'm, I'm on a starting. roll. <laughs> starting, and I'm going to crash maybe about half an hour into the show. I'll just be a, a blob of... <laughs> uncaffeinated mike uh let's start in this country here joining me from a time zone back heath the hoogio sir what up dude oh you know things trying to catch up on sleep and whatnot yeah how's that whole thing going yeah it's fantastic being sick having kids yeah your life is awesome yeah well not only am i sick but my wife was sick so then i have to tend to the little one while she does her thing in the bathroom so yay (laughs) fun times awesome but yeah, uh, got a new car. Uh, I've painted Good. my kitchen and our bathroom, and so there's lots of other stuff that's going on. And yet, somehow, you're still doing consensus site work. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> right. So yes. let's jump across that ocean. Also joining us in the late evening. So let's get going here. Julian, what up, dude? Oh, you know it's going. You know my my children are in bed. Although from the sounds that are emanating from the bedroom, I think my daughter is probably still awake and my wife is asleep. <laughs> I know. She wanted to jump in and be on the show with you, it sounded like. Yes. Well, I, I shut the bedroom door earlier and Tomoko was sleeping and Elena waved to me. I, and she's, I, I can hear her singing to herself right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get her on at some point in the future. Once she's seen enough episodes, she can give us that child perspective. It'll be uh, amazing. You do realize she's still two, right? Yeah, I do realize that. <laughs> Which okay. would make it awesome. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to chronicle her experiences with Dragon Ball from this young age. Uh, all right. I guess those are shows in the making many years down the road. So uh, we missed an episode last week. We are here to rejoin with news and content galore. We have news, we have stories, and we have information. I just want to jump into stuff. So what you can look forward to this episode is a catch up on the news from the last two weeks, which was super, super heavy. And then it slowed down and it slowed down. And it was nice. And then it's wrapping up again. And there's probably going to be news, Julian, in what less than 12 hours when you go pick up weekly jump right oh yes so yes i'll be um stopping by the convenience store on my way to work to see if there's anything relevant in this week's edition of jump right and i guess maybe i can do a little insert if something happens to pop up (laughs) but uh it's another one of those cases where whenever the podcast comes out i'm sure two news stories will come out after that and we'll just deal with that so i'm just halfway hoping anything in jump is just going to be the exact same thing i know please (laughs) please have nothing this week for the love please no bombs well we do have v jump coming out on thursday as well but I'm prepared for that. That's fine. That's after the podcast comes out. That is yes. okay with me. So we got your news. Julian, you have amazing story time for us. Auditioning oh, yes. for a TV show. Yes. So, oh, I don't, it must be about two weeks ago now, but uh, there's this TV show in Japan on Fuji TV or Kansai TV here in Osaka called Hokotate. And Hokotate means, what's well, like spear versus shield. And it's about this old phrase and China that's based on the story about a man who was selling spears and shields and saying that they were both invincible and anyway it's the origin of the uh, Japanese word for contradiction and so they pit two sides who are absolutes against each other to see which one will give and yes so two times already they've had this thing with One Piece where ultimate fans have gone up against editors who have um, basically they work at Shueisha and they were the editors at Weekly Shonen Jump for the creator of One Piece, Eiichiro Oda. And among those fans was Greg Werner of the erstwhile Ultimate Dragon Ball Z information site, which was way, way, way back in the ancient times of the internet. I believe Greg started in 97, a year before I did. 
Yes. But anyway, he's a huge One Piece fan, and he knows things about the series that probably nobody except the author does because he <laughs> goes through every page just to see, like, secret messages and hidden things. And, yeah. Anyway, um, so there was a very similar thing that they introduced uh, via an ad about collecting Dragon Ball fans to do something like that. So I immediately emailed me and in fact Greg also sort of uh, went on Twitter and went are you auditioning for this and I went yes <laughs> alright well let's stop the story there because that's going to come after the news we'll, we'll catch up with now yes. that folks know there's this TV show trivia battle we'll catch up with that and okay. then also we're going to share whatever little new information there was in Cho Zenshu number one story and world guide which you've already read on the site so we're just going to plop it kind of toward the end of this episode we have so much you can hear we have so much to do so let's do news right now. All right, Julian, we're going to start with you because you kind of keep us up on all this constant flow of news. Yes. Oh my God. So this was Weekly Jump a couple weeks ago. There are new Dragon Ball promotions that we've seen. Yes. So as you might recall, the pre-order tickets for Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods, these being the ones for just the movie and not the ones that were released earlier with the One Piece and Dragon Ball promotion, came with these one of two sets of Dragon Ball pens. And mysteriously absent from these Dragon Ball pens was one of the four-star ball. And they revealed in the March 2013 issue of V-Jump about... What happened to it? So apparently those who do triple admission, so they buy three pre-sale tickets rather than one or two, they get a couple of special items on top of the Dragon Ball pen sets. There's a special QR code for Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission, where you can face off against the God of Destruction himself. Uh, also a Dragon Ball Heroes Theatrical Limited Edition card. And at the theater, when you go to see the movie, the people who get those three pre-order tickets will also receive the final Dragon Ball pen, and a Dragon Radar case to hold all seven of those pens. So finally, we understand what happened to that last Dragon Ball, the four-star ball. This is kind of a convoluted promotion here. You gotta do so much stuff. Yes, yeah, well, you, you also know. have to buy three tickets. Yeah. <laughs> it's catering to those hardcore fans and maybe parents with more than one right, child. Right. But anyway, so apart from that, we also learned about the convenience store pre-sale tickets um, so that one one of them had a pack that included a Son Goku mascot ballpoint pen and another one that included a Shenlong room light. Now, these are very expensive compared to the regular tickets. The uh, standard price for adults who want just the pen would be 2160 versus, what, 1300 for the regular ticket. And then the Shenlong room light, which is kind of like a night light, I suppose. It's kind of vague in the thing, is 7,000 yen. Wow, so you're around 70 bucks there for this one. But yeah. it looks so cool. <laughs> I guess. I know. I mean, it's got panties. Yeah, it does. I didn't even <laughs> notice does. that. I can't believe I didn't see that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, actually, I think this might go on a desk. It's hard to tell from the picture. I'm going to put that on my desk at work. Can you get this for me, Julian? I think that would be appropriate, right? Um, You're going to give me 7,000 yen? Yeah, sure. Okay. Then maybe I'll think about it. Okay. Um. Yes. So this is this is all stuff that's coming f to us from V Jump from last month er, and um, Weekly Jump from the beginning of February. But we've also got a lot of details about the exhibit that's going to be held in several department stores around. Well, just the three major cities of Japan, which is Tokyo, Nagoya, and Osaka. So there's this art exhibit. Uh, that's going to be Akira Toriyama, The World of Dragon Ball. And there's going to be seven zones where the ad claims that you will understand everything about Dragon Ball. They'll have the whole timeline of Dragon Ball, complete history. There's a character wall, a comic manuscript gallery, color illustration gallery, a treasure museum, which I'm not sure what that's going to have, anime gallery, and special theater. And this will be in Tokyo at the Nihonbashi Takashimaya department store from March 27th to April 15th, in Osaka at the Hanshin department store from April 17th to April 23rd, 
a single week, so I'm going to really have to try and get out there. Yeah, haul ass out to that one. Yep. And in Nagoya at the Matsuzakaya department store from July 27th to September 1st, quite a bit later in that one. So the admission at the Tokyo venue has been revealed at 800 for adults, 600 for university high school students, and free for junior high schoolers and below. But we don't have any information about any of the other ones yet. Gotcha. Okay. So that's that. That's all the promotions that we had revealed towards the beginning of the month. All right, cool. All right, let's uh, jump around. We, Julian, you and I covered a lot of the full-color manga stuff, but that's more topic-y material, and I think we're going to save some of that for a couple more volumes of the print, a couple more volumes of the digital before we do any kind of formal review on that stuff. So yes. you can check that out kind of in the flow of news and content. But Heath, let's jump over to you and have you cover a little bit of... You've been doing a lot of work on the site with this stuff. Uh February 4th, continuing this flow of news, early Dragon Ball chapters were indeed released in color digitally. Ta-da! Here it is, guys. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, we had early on an announcement that uh, they Shueisha sort of hinted at. We're not quite sure what we're going to do with these early chapters, but... The full color comics will be coming out. We're starting with the Z portion. And everybody was on board. And then release day, February 4th, boom, they threw them all up online. The first 20 Tonkabone are online digitally. You can go buy them. Uh, they even created, it looks like a website, which has um, a couple other series on as well. But they have like almost no material. And almost half of Dragon Ball is online. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, this is crazy. Now, Heath, if you could, could you actually back up a little bit? Because yeah, sure. a few years ago, Shueisha did kind of dip their toes into showing... And we, I know we've talked about this, but now we kind of see how this all ties together. They did put out some early chapters, they did in English and Japanese, of colorized Dragon Ball manga. That is correct. So Shueisha actually began testing the idea of releasing digital Dragon Ball manga way back in June 2009, which really caught a couple people off guard because it wasn't advertised very well. Yeah, Um, and it was Kai is going, and it's kind of okay, but it wasn't, I don't know, it just kind of was there. And so basically what Shueisha did was on their manga online website, which is still up today, um, they started off, the very first series was Dragon Ball, and they would post about one chapter a week, uh, one version in Japanese and one version in English. And it was the Viz translation, wasn't it? Yes, okay. correct. And so that, you know, lasted for a little while and people were kind of like, oh, this is good. And then eventually Shueisha started doing other series like Bleach and One Piece. And so you kind of could see him ramping up to do this new digital color release of various popular manga series that were running. And then all of a sudden... Dragon Ball just stopped yeah, in like, November 2009. They, well, they didn't even announce it. It just, that was it. There was no more. Yeah, it just stopped. And it was never there again. And everyone just kind of thought, well, Shueisha must have decided it was too much of a financial commitment to do this, <laughs> keep up with it. And they were giving these chapters out for free. Right. I mean, we've seen this with, I mean, Kai is another great example. Where it's just, okay, this is over. No real announcement about it ending. It's just Shueisha and Toei and all the associated parties. They just do stuff and they just stop stuff. Right. Which was a little odd because they had done the first 23 chapters. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, come on, you guys. You're you're almost done with the first arc <laughs> the first of the story series. Arc, I know. And then all of a sudden, unbeknownst to uh, many people, because again, it was not heavily advertised in October of 2012, yep. they actually released all 42 Tonka Bone volumes digitally although in black and white and you could go on like amazon japan and order them for your kindle right and you could read them all and they were fairly inexpensive much cheaper than the printed version yes i think they're 350 yen plus tax yeah yeah which is down from well not much i guess 420 yeah i think it was so then um in two or December 2012, we found out that all these Dragon Ball full color comics were going to come out. We eventually found out that they would cover the entire Z era of the manga. And everyone was kind of like, well, what's going to happen? And we did have a few members actually point out that, oh, remember when they did this right, right. with the original chapters way back when? And lo and behold, they just threw them all up online. Right, except and now they're for purchase. Exactly. And the original 23 chapters they had posted, they 
are identical to what was released right. back in June of I guess that's pretty important to say is, yes, they are exactly those things from 2009. Yep. Except now you purchase them instead of kind of getting piecemeal week at a time. Which yep. is kind of weird because then it makes you wonder, well, how far have they actually gone right. at that point? Right. Or how much work is already decide, done? You know what? At some point, we're going to release all of them. Mm-hmm. Let's stop doing it for free. And they just kept working from... The end of 2009 all the way to the end of 2012. Yeah, maybe the whole thing's done by now. They've just been slowly picking away at it. Yeah. It kind of makes it almost seem like this was planned. I know. (laughs) I was just thinking that. Wait a second. Was this a plan? Which is kind of weird because we've been talking for years about moving into the digital market. Which they did. They launched the Jump Bookstore and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you see how many of their domestic partners are doing so many innovative things. It's kind of refreshing to see Shueisha jump on the innovation hype train here. Which I know, is finally. Nice. So, so anyway, purchase. Um, go. Fun. Yes. So you can go online now and purchase the first 20 volumes, uh, which, you know, from the very beginning up through the end of Goku's battle with Vegeta. And coming, when is it? April 4th, I believe, will be the next round, which will cover the entire Frieza arc. So look forward to it basically by the end of 2013 we will have all 42 volumes colorized nice so big year that's the way it appears all right this next story is very 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 heavily tied in with that talking about innovation and trying to disrupt the market and see what trends are out there uh mary and i i wouldn't say we're big fans of but there's a couple select things of i forget what they're called i think they're called motion comics is the the phrase for it and if you know mary you know she's a huge x-men fan and if you know us we are kind of okay fans of joss whedon so obviously mary is kind of one of the biggest fans on the planet of astonishing x-men there was a motion comic made for astonishing x-men that uh i kind of I think stalled out after the first of the four Joss Whedon run parts. And then finally the whole thing came out on Blu-ray recently. So we were kind of big into astonishing again. Motion comics are this semi-recent trend. Marvel's been really big into it where you go back to the actual original artwork of the manga of the comic itself. And it's kind of this hybrid between a still comic and a full animated cartoon where things are a little more stiff And it's kind of like skeletons are built beneath some of the artwork so they can move at limbs and things. And a punch won't necessarily be a fully animated punch, but like Wolverine might slide across the screen with his claws out kind of thing. And it seemed like maybe Dragon Ball was going to be heading in this direction, only sort of, kind of, not really. Here's a promotional trailer. You mean not at all? Gotcha. (laughs) Not really what it is. Uh, Julian, can you give us a little bit of background on what this new Manga Polo initiative is? Okay, so basically, now coming from the press release here, so it, it's there. Mm, how do I explain this? I know, right? <laughs> so Dentsu is working together with Shueisha to put out these um, video versions of these comics on YouTube. And basically, it's obviously promoting the full-color manga, both the digital release and the print work version. And they're doing you know, basically one chapter a week of the four different arcs that are available digitally right now, which is what the first arc and then the Red Ribbon, Piccolo, and Saiyajin. Um, so every week they're just do sort of... It's kind of a low-tech version of motion comics in that they have the panels and they're sort of sp- panning and zooming over them. Well, before that, let's but, start with kind of the first thing I think everyone saw, which was the promotional trailer for the Cyan arc, which was basically this full-scale motion comic thing where things are kind of in 3D layers on the page and sound effects are popping out and special attacks are flying across the screen. This was super, super exciting, dare I say. I was ultimate excited by what we saw here. (laughs) That was just the trailer, though. When you go back and you look at the actual product, so to speak, it is literally just... Here's a panel. It's not even zooming or panning across the screen. It's just here's a panel in the 16 by 9 window and other panels just kind of flop on top of it. Maybe they'll split screen it. But they're moving super, super fast. And Julian, I'm curious, even as someone who can read Japanese, you know, on a daily basis, you you don't have yeah. reading comprehension problems here. Could you even keep up with some of that stuff? Uh, occasionally it gets a bit too like, oh, hey, where, where, where are we going? Stop, stop. Yeah, no, yeah. Come back. 
Yeah, it's kind of a pain sometimes. So is this so, the, yeah, we're showing you, but we're not really showing you. Come buy the full thing if you want to actually read full sentences. Kind of feels that way, yeah. So sometimes it's convenient and sometimes it's not, yeah? Can you tell us what manga polo <laughs> comes from? It's kind of funny. Uh, so apparently it's a combination of, obviously, manga along with uh, Marco Polo to make their way into the open sea to spread the joy of manga around the world. It's kind of funny. <laughs> okay. Now, they were promising English and Japanese. Have we seen any of the English stuff pop up yet? I haven't really paying attention. So. I know last time Hold I up. checked, there wasn't. I'm pretty sure someone was responding. Maybe it was on our comments or even on Facebook. Like, uh, where's the English version? Because their official Facebook page kind of does cross English and Japanese posts and stuff. So it's like... Hey guys, where's, where's the English version? But I don't know. Maybe they're slow on that one. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't show any yet. So what do you guys think about this? This is uh, a very, very new thing. They're kind of creating this new branding to promote things. I'm impressed, I think. I'm not yeah. entirely sure. I don't know I, what to think. <laughs> I mean, they're obviously really pushing this hard and they're using these digital channels in a way that they haven't really shown any initiative with previously so right. i think it's probably he headed in the right direction even if it's maybe not done completely ideally and this is one of those dealies where they're working specifically with youtube where youtube provides financial incentive for content creators obviously the people who legitimately own the rights to things to create these new initiatives so they're getting some extra funding to do this and I don't know, this strikes me as very un-Japanese. This strikes me as, you know, a Silicon Valley kind of push for some new social network community thing. That's where well, I'm used to seeing these things. Well, it's Google, right? YouTube. Right, right. So, so, kind so of that's that. All right. We have so much more. I, I want to talk about all of this stuff so much, but there's so many other things to cover. So... Let's just keep it going here. The next story, Battle of Gods IMAX press release. The only thing I want to say here was, Julian, when we initially covered this, the press release was in Japanese. Now, yes. the quotes from, I forget who the, the guy's name here was, uh, Greg Foster, chairman and president uh, of IMAX yes, yes. Entertainment. You were translating from Japanese what were clearly originally in English. So here yes. we are getting the actual original English sentence, which was translated to Japanese for the Japanese press release, which you had to get English translations from. They line up pretty well. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad. I was, I was actually thinking of throwing in perfectly suited into the Japan, um, uh, English <laughs> <Yes>. translation <laughs> of the Japanese. Right. But I actually thought, mm, maybe that's not actually what he said, but it, or, turns out or ideally suited or something like that and, and next actually he said it it is an ideal fit for the imax experience and <laughs> that's I, funny okay i guess i could have been even more right and i chose not to be because i thought nah he wouldn't have said that <laughs> <laughs> so this is pretty fun uh just some interesting stuff here noting the chapters where things are and i like the translation of demon boo instead of majin boo it's awesome seeing these kind of promotional just they are not in the dragon ball world so they're presented with this information and they just go all right what is this word or i just go go they don't have these 20 years of back history where majin has typically been untranslated in all of english fandom save for right visits yes. translation which used a different language instead of english for their own word which has always been a hysterical uh, yeah. uh viewpoint of mine indeed Anything else you guys want to say about this? Just kind of, it's there. It's the English yes. version. It's going to be an IMAX. I, I will say that it, it's funny when um, other sites that will go unnamed lift our news updates. Typically, they try to sort of massage my translation so it's not as immediately obvious. But this one, I guess they probably figured that it was English to begin with. So it was just my translation verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> well, from, um, the, from the prior one, right? Yeah, Not so that was very, very obvious. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Julian's English translation is more prevalent online than the actual original English quote now. So good job, yes. man. Thanks. Uh, let me just take this next one real quick. Namka Bandai, quarter three, fiscal 2013. Dragon Ball's doing... It's kind of holding steady in terms of merchandise, maybe dipping a little bit. Uh, Dragon Ball was, once again, on the list of best-performing franchises. Again, we say Dragon Ball Kai is on TV. It is not on the best-performing list. Dragon Ball Kai no longer on TV. Dragon Ball is on the best-performing list. You can probably make a lot of assumptions from that uh, little bit of information. These first nine months, it's done 4.9 billion yen, 
which is a good bit down from the 6.7 billion it did the last or the same period last year and they're projecting 7.5 billion for the full year which itself is also down from last year's 11.8 billion that's all of merchandise hobby stuff that Namco Bandai does but if you want to talk about the non-video game specific stuff which really is most of it because what what have the last year video games been uh, games that haven't even come out in Japan itself. We're talking the Budokai HD collection and Dragon Ball Z for Kinect didn't exactly set the gaming world on fire. So toys and hobby merchandise, it jumped this tiniest, tiniest, tiniest bit. 3.4 billion this year compared to 3.2 billion last year, these nine months. And then they're forecasting uh, 4.5 billion, which is only up from 4.4 billion last year. So just all these numbers being thrown at you, in a nutshell, like I said, if it's not holding steady, it's dipping ever so slightly below what it had done last year. Uh, I think this fiscal year is, I don't want to call it a wash for the franchise, but it's up against what will be a clearly larger push later in the year after Battle of Gods, which is kind of going to come right in the end of the fiscal year for Namco Bandai. It'll be really interesting to compare these two years. Yeah, when we're done. yeah I'm... I'm almost afraid to compare how it works because if it's great, those are great numbers to compare. And if it doesn't work out for them, like, fuck, man, what do you do? <laughs> New it's movie. recession time. So that's it. For, in, terms of, in terms of Namco Bandai figures, right now we're just holding out for full fiscal year, see how it does, update our charts, look ahead to the next fiscal year and see how Battle of Gods affects anything. So uh, we'll hold steady. Julian, we have a new TV special coming our way. Yes. So we have One Piece and Dragon Ball and Toriko crossing over to air April 7th. Uh, Okay, so technically technically it's for Toriko, but yeah, Uh, I'm not really interested in Toriko, so. Um, anyway, but I'll, I'll, enough of my editorialization here. Um, <laughs> That's okay. It's what so, the show is for. There was a One Piece in Toriko TV special two years ago, and um, at the time, Toriko was just getting on TV. It replaced Dragon Ball Kai. So, you know, they were really pushing Toriko, and now they're going to do a similar thing, only with the addition of Dragon Ball. So there's going to be the what's being billed as the Dream 9 Toriko and One Piece and Dragon Ball Z Super Collaboration Special in two parts. The first will be Run Strongest Team, Toriko, Luffy, and Goku. And the second part will be The Mightiest Collaboration in History versus The Gluttonous Man of the Sea. And there's just this teasing announcement from the producer, Arisu Takagi, where she says things like... um, what would happen if Zebra, Zoro, and Vegeta fought, and whose cooking is more amazing, Komatsu or Sanji? So, uh, do we even know anything about the special in terms of who's going to appear? We just have these hints and maybe like little... I, I don't even know what to call these. Yes, these teases. And I think they are they have since released a general plot outline as well as who's going to be in it. Um, I think Anime News Network covered it. Yeah, yeah. And... You can tell our level of enthusiasm for this because we did not. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm excited about it. It's just I don't know what else there is to say. Like, okay, there's going to be some characters. I don't know. I'm just kind of holding out for the actual special itself. Yep. So do you guys think this is going to tie in with Project versus J at some point? That is the upcoming team battle crossover game that we really only know is going to be PS3 and Vita, and that's kind of it. I don't I know that it no, no. will. But it would be a good chance to actually do something with it. Yeah. Since you have all three on there, they're going to be on TV. Who knows? Wow. I get, I'm the most excited about this. Screw you guys. Wow. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I think it'll be interesting, but the I only really care about two of the three series. And all right. That's all right. About it. I have nothing yeah. against Toriko. I haven't read it or seen it or anything. So I've watched a few episodes just to see what it was about and i was not particularly impressed gluttonous food more than anything i don't know not being particularly interested in the story it just made it very obvious how cheap the animation was and them scrolling over 
still frames. And I realize that Dragon Ball is guilty of many of the same things, but because I'm not interested in what's going on it just it just becomes hey cheap animation (laughs) yeah all right well uh let's start wrapping up the news i got two bits of music news that'll kind of do together at once and then we get a final bit of video game slash battle of gods news that i'll hand over to one of you guys but let me just talk about flow for a second here so we know flow doing a cover of chala head chala is going to be the main theme of battle of gods we knew it had a cd single coming out we know the b-side is called hero song of hope well it's actually a double a side as they call it where both songs are kind of that important and hero is going to be an insert song in battle of gods cd single is going to be coming out on march 20th uh, I guess let me start with that, and then we'll actually work backward. We just got the cover art for the CD single for these two songs, and wrapped up in that was the announcement of the original soundtrack for Battle of Gods, which had not been announced yet. So we got cover art for all that stuff right now, and if you place them all side by side, you get this larger image of Shenlong in the background. Now, we also knew that the first pressing of the CD single was going to come with this uh, exclusive illustration. We kind of know what all that is now the first pressing the cover art is of the dragon ball characters and then later on we presume when it's no longer the first pressing if you pick it up the cover art will be the uh the band flow drawn toriyama style but then there's also this original soundtrack for battle of gods uh all we have is uh, a release date march 27th which is three days before the movie comes out we don't have a track listing or anything like that yet so just here's the cover it's coming here's the date here's the catalog number 2800 yen enjoy although julian you did say it's going to have soundtrack versions which we assume yes. will be kind of tv sized versions of hedgehala and hero yes or movie size if you prefer but <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> got it um that's kind of it for uh battle of god specific stuff i don't know uh, a lot of people have been tearing the artwork a new one here do you guys kind of yeah. agree with that i definitely agree with that yeah what would you point out in particular i know a lot of people are honing in on noses i think i agree with that where they're just kind of these little hair things pointy in eyes yeah I don't know, they're just yes. everyone's and just the line styles just a little seem very off off model every once in a while here, like yeah. everybody's off model here. And Go- Gohan's like, face is a has a new a new hairstyle that he did not have in any of the manga, but it's a completely different version from what there actually is in the movie, in the movie promotion right. stuff that we've seen. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. My favorite part is that if you flip back and forth between the two. They use the exact same version, yeah. Except then they just made everybody super science, and the they world. got rid just of some people. Their hair. <laughs> yes, <laughs> really. And okay, I don't know. This the Piccolo always seems to be kind of the way he's placed. I think yeah. particularly the 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 soundtrack one. He doesn't seem to be in the same no <laughs> plane as everyone else. He's not standing with them. He's like further back, and but the maybe, perspective is all wrong. Yeah. Same thing with Kuririn on the right. Yep, yep. Except his hair actually looks decent. I think really? more so than everyone else's. I don't know. But how often do we really see him with hair? I don't know. Mm. I think it was, was it Metal Wario in our forum did a new drawing of it? And everyone's like, well, there's the official art. I'm just going to print that out. Let's use that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> I think the, the one thing that really, it just stands out so much to me, like I mentioned, was the line weights uh-huh. of just Shenlong, of how... Thick, his line weights are compared to everybody else's. And yes. I have a feeling what they did is he was actually drawn at the same size as them. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to shrink everybody else down to fit them on, whereas he had to span the three separate covers. So it just well, really maybe. Yeah, there on. goes Hujio nitpicking everything again. I mean, it's yeah, like Toriyama photocopying a panel to reuse so many chapters <laughs> later. And it's, it's not just, like that never happened. <laughs> All right, so that's cover art stuff. Let's leave that alone. Let me just cover the last bit of Flow news. That's their eighth studio album, Flow the Max, which also happens to be due out March 27th, the same date as uh, the Battle of God soundtrack. It's going to include both songs, Hedgehala and Hero, Song of Hope. Two versions. There's a regular, there's a limited edition version that comes with a DVD. It's actually not that much more, so you might as well get that one. Although we don't know what's going to be on the DVD itself just yet. So you've got all these things coming. You've got 
the CD single, the movie soundtrack, Flo's album. Don't forget, there's also that best song collection, 20th Century Best, coming, I think, what, like a week or so, something like that. My CD, Japan Order History, is insane right now. I'm still <laughs> waiting for Dragon Ball Kai original soundtrack four. <laughs> yeah, so. I think you're going to be waiting a while on that one, bud. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the news with this last one. We have so much other great stuff coming your way, but uh, this was a very exciting tidbit here. Uh, Someone take it. I don't know. You two fight to the death over it. All right. So God of Destruction will be joining Zenkai Battle Royale and hopefully will be appearing in my home sometime (laughs) within the next few years. The Japanese-only arcade-only multiplayer fighting game that we've talked about forever, Zenkai Battle Royale, will will be receiving a nice update and Bisu, the god of destruction will be joining the roster um you know recently we've seen videl and sarbon but now we are going for a battle of gods tie-in and his character design looks fucking awesome he, he fits yes. in so well with the zenkai battle royale aesthetic i love it just the the color scheme and the way everything works it's just and, a little shiny yeah. and just the kind of yes. thin body to him Oh, it looks really good. And this we have some screenshots that came along with it. And so we have a uh, a couple moves that it appears he will be performing. Ah. Although we don't know that they're in the movie or anything like that. Right. But yeah. Yes. I want this game. Now, Julian, he's not just immediately accessible. You got to go through all these hoops to get him. Yes. So, Which only makes it more worth yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so there's this competition for Dragon Balls or Scramble for Dragon Balls battle that randomly occurs during the period starting March 30th. And they you can do it in single player when doing a battle royale or a team battle in national versus mode. and Or two, two player when doing a team battle in national versus mode. And um, I guess, you, first of all, you have to manage to collect all seven Dragon Balls. And to obtain the Dragon Ball, you have to get first place if you're in a pair each of you gets a dragon ball and you have to get seven of them all seven in order to do this and they've had this sort of promotion in the past but those are all voided now so you can't use the past ones so you have to do it this time so it's all very complicated and i don't know if i've explained that very well (laughs) it's okay (laughs) this time period win fights collect dragon balls get seven insert bidusu yes all right guys that wraps up the news. We have some more stuff to cover. This was an amazing couple weeks. It's only going to get crazier. So obviously stick around. Konzenshu is your one and only best source for this stuff. Julian, it's story time. All right, Julian. So you, you kind of set the stage for us. Uh, this Hokotate show previously yes. had done One Piece versions, trivia battles, super fans versus editors. The call went out. Japan, we need... All of you number one Dragon Ball fans, enter. No, no, Dragon Ball nerds. Dragon Ball nerds? Yes. So I audit, uh, I, I sent in my email saying, I want to be on this. And a few days later, I was contacted by the people who make the show. I said, we'd like you to come to Tokyo. And also, not just me, but uh, Picking Duck, the guy with the crazy collection uh-huh. of everything. And um, also... I think it was uh, by recommendation of Peking Duck, but K-17 also went to the audition. So the night of February 9th, I think it was, I was up at Umeda with Peking Duck, getting ready to get on a night bus to Tokyo. And, ugh, that's... I never want to take the night bus again. (laughs) Not very good for sleeping. No, but it was cheaper, right? Yeah. Well, they had the heat cranked all the way up. Yeah, so the the caveat of the audition is that they don't pay for your transportation, so you have to pay your own way. And so getting my wife's permission was a bit tricky, but eventually she let me go. Ha-ha. So I was, on this, part. I was on this bus from 11 o'clock until 7 in the morning, so eight hours of not being able to sleep and having Dragon Ball things and putting together a PowerPoint for my interview. <laughs> um, and so we got there, and we... I think we had breakfast at a McDonald's and then found a net cafe where you could re- recharge our electronics and uh, brush our teeth and things. And then the studio and Fuji TV. So it was uh, it was kind of weird, actually, just being there and 
sort of being let into this place that you've seen on TV before. Mm -hmm. And there were people reading books about Dragon Ball, which I've never actually bothered to read. And I'm wondering if maybe some of the things that I've discovered are also in there. But <laughs> You mean like anyway, guidebooks? Uh, like guidebooks, but unofficial ones. Like the oh, amazing okay. unofficial ones we've had over here in North America yep. that we've covered on the show. Yes, but maybe... I don't know. Maybe not Maybe terrible. they're better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty exciting, kind of nerve wracking. So I, there were sort of, it was about 35, 40 people together, all together, a range of ages. Some of them were kids. Some of them were 30s, 20s. There's two women out of all of them. And one of them is a person whose blog I've read before, but she actually had her child like, in a sling on the front as she was taking the test. So oh, wow. I, I should also say there were two portions. There was an interview portion and a written test portion. So I was part of the first group that had the interview first. Uh -huh. So they took us in groups of five, quizzed us about our fandom, what, what are the lengths we go for our fandom, and all these crazy things. How much do we know about the series? At, at that so point, I, I would have just been like, bitches, consent you. Peace out. Yeah. Like, that's I, it. I did mention that. I did mention that. I mentioned having less and less sleep because I need to <laughs> translate everything to put up for the news and uh -huh. things like that. Um, yeah. And after that, we went back and we took the test. It was 50 questions of all kinds of things. I'm not sure I'm allowed to tell you what was on it, even in English. Okay. But We've heard some of these questions and... Very, very interesting. I knew maybe half of them, perhaps. I knew I did something stupid, and I put Pepper Town instead of Ginger Town as a place where Cell shows up. Yeah, Mary was horrified you got that wrong. Yeah. Mm, I was right about it being a spicy thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sure, okay. Yes. So, so you... You did the interview first, and you said a bunch of people brought in at once. So did you all just kind of like compare penis sizes at this point? I mean, that's um, weird. Well, well, it was just sort of like, well, these people are married. These people are single. This guy bought a house for his collection. <laughs> Pegging duck again. Um, you know, so it was a lot of fun. Interesting to see what other, other fans were doing. Okay, and, I'm glad it was fun. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I, I should mention at this point that in order to make myself stand out apart from being the only foreigner there. <laughs> being I, white, yes. Yes. Um, so I was wearing a tweed jacket, a bow tie, a hat, and a scouter. <laughs> Which was awesome. It was pretty amazing. All right. Yes. So we've got the white guy here just, I don't know, rocking it. So you did the interview. You took the test. How long did each of these last for? Uh, the interview itself was maybe half an hour, and then we had some downtime we're, there's another group getting interview, and mm -hmm. we had some lunch. And then it was maybe about half an hour for the test, maybe okay. a little bit longer than that. It was hard to tell because I was sort of sweating. Yeah. <laughs> so you said they, they were rotating people in and out for the interviews, but then everyone came together and took the test at the same time? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then and after that, they had the second group of people go in and take the interviews. And in the meantime, um, sort of uh, Picking Duck and K-17 and I swapping stories and talking about stuff and that's gonna be fun. you know it's you know it's weird meeting people uh meeting someone i've only seen on the is words on the forum well sort of thing. <laughs> how, how different is that from us finally meeting for the first time i don't know when was that 2000 it happens a lot i suppose you do have a point but yeah coming all the way down from oh, i forget what he said something like guma prefecture uh -huh. which is not as far as Osaka, but, you know, it's a ways north of Tokyo. That's really fun. That's really fun. So, all right. The day kind of comes to a close with what? Uh, let's see. We took some time off while K was having, K-17 was having his interview. Mm -hmm. And then met the three of us, uh, met back up to get back on the train. I think uh, I, I need to get back because I have two children to take care of. Right. So I left a little bit before the two of them. And got on the Shinkansen, which was much nicer than right. being on a bus. In fact, my one worry is that I might fall asleep and miss my station. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was an interesting day. And a couple of days later, I got another phone call. They said, you're maybe in the top 10. And they were said at the time they were looking for five people. So I was instructed to put together a bunch of quiz questions Okay. for 
professionals to look at, like people who worked on the series itself, perhaps even the editors. They didn't say who exactly, but I would kind of assume that's who it was. Yeah, you know, I so, was even just, just chatting crazy. with Heath the other day. We're thinking, wait, editors? We know who the three editors for Toriyama were. Oh my God. Yes. So that was pretty exciting. And so I quickly went to Heath and, and I've, I've been going through the manga at this point and finding <laughs> all these interesting deathbed, things. And Julian's sending these emails. I need this scanned. I need this scanned. I need this scanned. And my wife is all like, why are you doing this? Just go to bed. <laughs> like, I have to get this done. <laughs> yes. And I really appreciate that. Well, you but, are welcome. I yes, hope it's it, worth it. And it will make some interesting material for the website. Oh, definitely. Once we get through the movie. All right. So can you tell us anything about the quiz that you put together or you still kind of don't want to? Where does that stand right now? Well, I'm not really sure since I submitted it. I'm not sure what if they're going to use it or not. But that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Some questions about things like, oh, these characters were named or perhaps renamed by the anime. And I... As far as I believe, no, there's three of them Uh across the entire series and things like that. And also what's this written in this particular scene? But I I sort of set it up with, okay, here's a good one. Okay. This, uh, so Goku is narrowly defeated in the 22nd Tenkaichi Budokai because on the way down, he ends up getting hit by a truck. Right. Now, there's something written on that truck Uh, that has a very interesting backstory. Oh, so it's not just what's written there, but what is the context? I know. I know. Do you? All right, Heath, answer the question. So, on the side of the, I believe it's a van, actually, isn't it? Okay. Or is it a truck? Well, I think it's a van. It says uh, Mato something. Well, Mato is the nickname for Toriyama's dog that he has named Matroska. uh, Matryoshka is the yeah and the dog that he had from like traditional russian dolls oh yeah yeah yeah, sure yes something like that so the truck or the van whatever is named after his siberian husky dog yes so the the side of the van says mato dog corporation ah mato the dog this is a siberian husky who died back in nine 1995, I think. Right, before I even watched the show. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Well, because he, he mentioned that in one of us. Sure, well, sure. He mentioned it several places. He, he mentioned it in his jump comments. He mentioned it in one of the introductions to the volumes. And he mentioned it in one of the Shenlong Times comics that he did. Got it. So that's the style of questions. But I think, I mean, that's even yes. on the more minor side of some of the stuff you put together. Yes. So there, uh, what's a good other one that I put together? There's Dragon Quest monsters littered through one of the Budokai. Uh huh. There's, um, I think Heath mentioned on Twitter, there's, if you look very carefully, there's Wizard of Oz characters in the series that you can find. I saw you talking back and forth with Greg about more Blade Runner references than you thought were in Dragon Ball. I know, they're all yes. over the place. Well, partly because Toriyama reuses panels, but yes. I mean, there are there are posters that you wouldn't even think to be looking for until you look for them. And there's, like, posters everywhere. Like, any scene where there's, like, a house or anything like that. And it's, yes. it's just amazing what all he throws in the background that completely gets glazed over. Yes, uh, Robo Toriyama appears once more in the series besides Chapter 3. All right, so, Julian, you presented this quiz back to the producers of the show where do you go from here uh okay so they they said that probably the next day they would be deciding on everything and the end of that day i got another phone call and they said well we'd been talking this over with the people from shueisha it was as far as i'm aware anyway and well they decided that we should bring it down to four people and um, we're very sorry to tell you this but gah. so I didn't make it in oh you were number five sounds like it bummer <laughs> you're fired Darn. Julian yeah well it was nice while it lasted yeah it was a great experience I mean I'm sure it was awesome for you to visit the studio and just kind of see this behind the scenes production of how this stuff all goes together and we got stories out of it and you're generating site content out of it at the same time so yes not I all think I learned a lot not. about things yeah there's yeah. a lot of things that I never noticed 
if you look very carefully at the spaceship when they're going to Namek mm-hmm. uh, with Bulma and Kredin and Gohan, one of the things that Bulma has been reading and scattering around the ship is volumes of Dr. Slump. Very nice. I mean, you go over to the movies. I think Gohan's got a Narale poster at some point. We've yes. seen some of that before. But in the manga, everything's so much tinier that you really got to be on the lookout yes. for it. It's stuff that you can't necessarily read unless you have the Kanzenban. Yeah. There's yeah. one of the Budokai. There's a person with a Dragon Ball t-shirt. Nice. You can't see unless that's big enough. And the only way to see enough. half this stuff reasonably well is to scan it at like 600 DPI. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> We're future-proofing all of our content, too. You scan everything at 600? Yes, I <laughs> you did. You just keep masters of everything, yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> awesome. Oh, so that's kind of where we're leaving it right now, right? Man, I thought white dude shows up, he's a shoo-in. Yeah, well, I don't know that that would necessarily be the case. I thought that my enthusiasm... I figured it'd be the bow tie. <laughs> I figured my enthusiasm for the series and my knowledge would be a certain boost. Right. But obviously there's a lot of other crazy fans out there. Yeah. And is there anything you can say about some of the other presentations or levels of fandom? Did anyone strike you as, whoa, this person kind of blows me away? Or is it just Peking Duck's really number one and we kind of already know? I think Peking Duck is pretty close to number one, but there were some kids who were really like, ah, they, they seem to really know their stuff. That's cool. And I guess maybe, well, they've seen it more recently than I have. It was my, my, my rereading the manga over the past couple of weeks was, you know, the first time in a few years. And right. my Japanese is at the point where I'm just sort of cruising through it. And I thought, oh, that clicked into a place in a way that I don't remember it mm. ever doing before. Interesting. Mm. You did, uh, we did see that, I think, was it the, the woman with the child? Is that the one who ran the blog that happened to notice there was a white dude there and wrote about you? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was um, kind of weird, actually. Just the, <laughs> apparently, we all sort of exist on the internet running different things, and we just appeared all at this one place because we're all just such crazy fans. Yeah. And it's different in Japan where, I mean, yeah, it takes you a while to get places, but it's a much smaller country than the U.S. where yes. how often... Uh, you know what? The four of us from Consensu have never been in the same room together at the same time. So exactly. it's much, yeah. much tougher to get everyone together. Maybe that's for the best. We don't want everyone together at the same time. We need a backup plan. Uh-oh. Somebody would uh, try to take us out. <laughs> I can see them. We used to think about that during what I consider the heyday of anime music videos when we were all at AWA together. We're like, you know, if anything happens, who's going to run animemusicvideos.org? <laughs> luckily. No one. Luckily. Oh, that's awful to talk about, but anyway. So, <laughs> so Julian, that kind of wraps things up for now, but we, we have hopes for the future, and hopefully we can reapproach something like this. Yes, they, they, they said they might contact me again, and I don't know whether that means... That's just polite Japanese? Yeah, I don't know whether that actually means anything, or whether they, you know, if somebody gets sick or something, they might go, you're in the show, but... right. I have no idea. It is weird that they would just cut it down from five to four. Well, I'm guessing <laughs> it because it, it has... Heads. Meaning the racist. I'm, I'm guessing it <laughs> yes, has to do totally with the number of editors, especially if it's like they said and it came from Shueisha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, okay, there's only three of them. Why do you have five people right, going right. against them? Uh, but I don't really know the answer. That's and all right. I guess the, the only solution is to be even crazier the next time. If there is a next time. Oh, no. I, I think you represented everyone well. We appreciate it, man. Yes. But we were we were joking a little bit that if so if, if picking Duck K seventeen and I all got on the show that you know, we could make team Kanzenju or something. <laughs> that would have been nice. That would have been awesome. You could all have like Kanzenju.com t shirts on. Oh jeez. I don't know how much we yeah. want to promote it because then we're gonna have even more scrutiny than we kind of already do from some of the rights holders <laughs> we don't yes. need more of that i think we're good <laughs> yep all right man it sounds like it was an amazing experience i'm glad you got to hang out with people have a good time sure cost you a little money we we, we know we appreciate that uh yes 
Good times all around. So before we wrap up the show, we're actually going to cut things shorter than we anticipated because of all the news and Julian's stories. Chosen Shoe stuff. All that information is already on the site, so you can check that out. And uh, I think maybe next Chosen Shoe, we'll, maybe we'll split them up into halves. We'll cover two at a time new material because uh, Jake's translating some of the extra non-new information stuff. I think, like Nicomajin and all that. So we'll, we'll catch back up with that. But I did want to mention this because we haven't had a show in two weeks. Uh, we had a, I don't want to call a, a call for donations, but it's been a very financially straining uh, first quarter for Kanzenshu right now. I do want to give just the most appreciation to Jamal, Michael, and Mark. You guys, you really came through helping us out. Uh, I was actually able to kick Julian a little bit for his help. That means the world to us. It makes things a little bit easier for us uh, pumping up these VPS resources and Julian uh, <laughs> leaving school to buy material to cover on the site that same day. It, I make uh, sure it's when I don't have classes to teach. Well, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> All right, kids. Being responsible. Just stay here. <laughs> Julian Sensei is going to go buy Dragon Ball books. Sit down. Do your schoolwork. I'll be right back. <laughs> so thank you, you three folks. Uh, I'm going to come up with some more formal names and things so you can check out the donation page on the site. Uh, we appreciate it. Anything anyone ever does for us, it really, 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 really means the world to us. I appreciate it. So let's just wrap up the show now on that deep level of appreciation. Uh, we did have a couple little site things we wanted to mention. Julian, you've been doing some Toriyama introduction rework and Heath, you restyled it and I'm just amazed at the stuff that comes together. Yes, so it's a part of putting up on the site all the little weekly jump comments so basically every week in in jump the authors of the various series have a very short blurb in the table of contents about either their personal lives or something to do with the series and things like that and this has been compiled through the work of picking duck who owns every single jump issue that the series is in and jake started translating them and i'm going to pick up where he left off as soon as we get there but it's sort of working at a leisurely pace at this point because you know there's so much we other can. stuff <laughs> so right much now. other right um but yeah at the same time i'm working and replacing the viz translations of the volume introductions uh with ones that are properly translated from japanese because i don't know what the people at viz were doing but they just keep changing unimportant details and even doing things like doing a localized translation so that all the Japanese cultural things are masks. It's like, look, if they're buying the manga, they know it's from Japan. Why are you doing this? And even more so than that, they're reading the words of the author. It's not this, you're, you're changing an internal story related thing for consistency. It's why, why give me, give me a, a good example of some of the stuff that you've been seeing that you've had to fix. So the the first volume introduction where Toriyama mentions his dog, they decide that Mato is not... I guess they decided that it's not something that would make sense to people um, who are going, how does Matryoshka become Mato? So they decided to change it to Rosha. All right, so they're adapting the name pun as they do with characters throughout the series in a real-world situation. It's the author's dog. It's something that really existed, you know? It's it's not something that they can just change like that. It's like Julian lays out a quote, and I go to quote him, and I just change half of it's it. It's like Vegito's like name Julian's is Vegito. You can't change someone's fucking name. Mike, but that's exit soapbox area, the end. That's that's different. No, it's not. It's the same it's thing. Like, Screw like you. you change- it's like it's it's like as though if they also changed the name of his son or something like that. So, in, if, or if, if it's if like they changed Pui Pui to Pocus, I don't know, something like that. Is that what they did? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, but <laughs> wow. Julian thinks it's funny. I get fake angry, and Heath just laughs at us. Anyway, all right. Yeah, so, but, so you're replacing so the, the stuff. translation. So the, the the volume introduction is out of universe. It's not something that you're just gonna go change like that. You know, it's it's real life. You don't monkey with other people's words in real life like that, unless you're 
unless you have some specific agenda. I don't know. <laughs> but I don't know what their agenda is other than to or show off there. forever ago. Yeah, all right, so know. you've been doing proper translations of all that, and you're like, well, I want to have the Japanese on the page, and Heath came up with this very elegant English and Japanese flip-flop. Yep. Very nice. Which is nice. I love it. Little tabs. Cool shit. So you can see the Japanese, and if you speak Japanese, you can proofread <laughs> my translation to show that nice. I'm actually competent, I hope. <laughs> Uh, anyone else have any site-related things they want to mention, Heath? You've been doing... I know stuff is done, and it's up and live. You just haven't linked it yet, but Manga Guide stuff as well. Which Manga The color stuff? chapters no. and everything. No, that's all live and linked. Yeah, yeah. And up on the that's what I'm saying, but so we haven't you... actually told oh, anyone. Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> yes, because we don't post everything we do. Yes. Um, so on top of going through a lot of the early chapter pages and adding in notes and Toriyama's comments and, and whatnot, I've also thrown together a couple sections for the Dragon Ball full color release and the digital Tonkabone. Very nice. So those are now up on the site, fully documented, and you can go read all about it there. Cool, cool. And I'm jumping back into a new guide. And I know you've been plugging away at guide stuff as well. So, you know. I know. Get our ass I've got two gear. guides going right now, Ugh. and I'm waiting on Jake to get back to me on one specific thing, and then I think we can wrap one of them oh, up. And nice. Yeah, it's just, it, it'll be nice. I want to get at least one out the door. Yep. I feel like I've accomplished something. All right, speaking of out the door, I got to get out the door pretty soon myself, so let's call this quits. www.kanzenshuu.com. It's been a pleasure speaking with you folks. Julian, thank you. Go to bed. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Heath, thank you. Have another cup of coffee. I will. <laughs> All right. So for these awesome dudes and also Jake as well and Mary who joins us every once in a while and uh, look for our buddy Jeff probably not for a couple weeks because next week I know he's not listening next week we're doing his bachelor party and then the week after that is his wedding so uh, GT is coming but folks recognize that Jeff has other priorities right now. He, he's coming back. He's coming back. Don't worry about it. So look forward to GT review of awesomeness. Uh, I'm hope. Man, I don't know. March is going to be crazy. I can't promise anything in March, can I? I don't think anyone can promise anything Jesus, in March. forget that. It, it is not going to be pretty. No, it may be semi-fun. <laughs> oh, boy. Fun I'm just glad days. that everything pertinent to school will be done with so nice. I can I can spend my time planning lessons while furtively looking over at something to translate from Japanese. All right, shutting it down. This was episode 324 of our podcast, Thank you, dudes. We'll check you back next week. Julian, kill it. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Konzenshu, the podcast. Please stay tuned as we try not to go mad from all of the stuff that's getting thrown at us. <laughs> so see you next time. All right, gentlemen, so we will do that. We will hear Julian's stories about TV auditions, and then I briefly want to cover the Chosenshu new information, which really isn't that long. So, I just okay. got mine yesterday. I still have not gotten mine yet. <laughs> it The mailman dropped it off at like 4 o'clock yesterday. Did he really? Did you do yeah, he, CD Japan? Uh, Yes. And did you do the slow shipping? Sal. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I was like, well, I guess it'll get here when it gets here. Well, that was the thing. Mary and I were talking about that, where it's it, it was kind of most important that Julian went and got it first, and then mm -hmm. when the rest of us get it, great. <laughs> he even walked it to my door. Oh, that's nice. I guess yeah. the lesson is I need to pre-order from Amazon. That was so annoying. That was crazy. <clears throat> what Picking happened? Duck ordered from Amazon, and he got it the day before it came out. Uh, well, that also could be... Because of the change in date. They did. They honored the first yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Well, I, I guess, I don't know if it's worth it to try this time. I think I'll just get it the same place I did last time. Yeah. I mean, they haven't changed dates or anything for these new ones going forward. So Right. So March 5th, yeah. uh, animation thingamabob. Yep. Part one. We'll see. We'll see what it covers, how far, what 
things. I know I was wrong about new material in this last one, but I, with this I'm one, still... I feel like TV or not TV animation, but just animation. So probably nothing new. Well, I don't think there's yeah. really going to be much new at all until they the either get the specials one. and right. movies. I mean, they didn't correct any of the typos in the reprinted Yeah, pages. I wonder if they even know that they're in there. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah. I mean, it is still Caramel Mama, but there's also, what is it, Banana Grove Studios? It's also <laughs> Yeah, Banana some of the Grove's stuff. really stepped up and done a lot of the books recently. Mm. <clears throat> more, more so than Caramel Mama. Yes. But. You know what I learned, though, that Caramel Mama's chairman is also the originally the the president of the Toriyama fan club. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Right, uh, no, we also need to have a discussion about that at some point because I'm, I was going through the, the Ask Me Anything corners and it mentions that only the members of his fan club were allowed to send him postcards and I'm not exactly sure if that's true. The other thing is that I'm pretty sure the fan club disbanded sometime between the end of 1987 and mid-1988. The final newsletter yeah. was sent out at in like September 87. The last Ask Me Anything corner was, what, early 88 or something like that. So, okay, yeah, I'm not, I'm not um, really sure. So what's the discussion to be had? Well, first of all, whether it was only the members of the fan club who could send in the postcards and also when it disbanded. Because I think we originally, or we, but uh, Konzentai said that it uh, disbanded when the series ended. Yeah. Right. I think it was much, much Which earlier. was an assumption because at the time we didn't have anything <laughs> definitive. Yes. There's a comment from Toriyama somewhere and... Picking Duck has mentioned it, but I can't remember what it's from anymore, that he mentioned his fan club in the past tense Got not it. long after the Z anime started. So, uh, <clears throat> Anyway. Well, I know it was around like when he was doing Dr. Slump and even before then. Uh, yeah, actually. And I've, it was a I've lot s- easier for him to do it when he didn't have as many fans. <laughs> no fans. Right. I- I've seen, but I do not own a theatrical pamphlet with uh, a Dr. Slump movie. It might be the first one that came out that they were talking about starting it. Mm. I think it may be lurking at the book off near my house, and I should maybe track that down and see I if it says anything the about DBZ the number of fans. I need the one book at some point if anyone happens to come across it. I need all of them. Well, yeah, I, I have do too, it, but specifically but just the I one. one. Because okay. I feel like I'm lacking in my collection. That would be a nice little addition to it. I've come across the movie 11 one a couple of times. Dang. I figured I only needed one of those. Yeah, I, I don't need that one. <laughs> I just want movie one because this is all part of my plan to eventually do that commentary track for it. I want to see if there's anything interesting in there, but I doubt it. All right, okay. let's actually do a show. Now that we've... Right. No, I like this off the cuff. This could kind just of be done like a show. A well, you know, I, I do have it for you so I could go through and tell you what it says. Yeah, I'm sure we can do that. Stuff. Yeah, I'm almost done with my second coffee here, so we should get going before it... Uh, yes. Where's off... Yeah. You have to piss your pants? Well, that too. Uh, so, right. subject of pissing pants. This is episode... <coughs> what is it? Stop. <clears throat> 324. One million. 324, does that sound right? Yes, it is 324. For the week of February 17th. Yes. This is Konzenshu, the podcast, episode 324 for the week of February 20, not seven, I just <laughs> gave you the date. I know, and I'm, I have it clicked to show me the date, and I'm reading it, and I still said the wrong thing. 